0: Welcome to Amanda's Wellbeing Podcast, a podcast where we discuss all things relating to your well-being, including interviews with experts in the fields of nutrition, physical and mental health, and my five-minute food fact series. I'm Amanda Hayes, your host, a nutritionist with a passion for well-being. Before I introduce today's guest, I will take a moment to let you know that you can subscribe to my podcast on YouTube, hit the red subscribe button, or on your favorite podcast app including iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. I will also mention that although I will often be speaking with experts, any information or advice provided in Amanda's Wellbeing Podcast is not intended to be used to treat, cure, or prevent injuries or medical conditions, and is not a substitute for advice from your own health professionals. Today, I am here with my friend, Anna Howard, Anna and I went to school together from year seven, which means we have known each other for a very long time. These days, Anna lives in Perth in Western Australia, but her career has taken her all over the world to some really fascinating places. So I'll let Anna tell us about that. The reason I wanted to chat to Anna on my podcast is because she's founded a business called Plant Made WA. There are several aspects to Plant Made WA, including catering, Anna produces her own line of granola, which you can buy online, and she runs some really great-looking cooking classes, including how to pack a healthy school lunchbox. And part of all of this, Anna has become an advocate for healthy plant-based eating, so I'm really excited to chat to her about that today.
1: Hi, Anna. How are you? I'm well, thank you, Amanda. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure, and I think we'll have
0: so much to talk about today, both being lovers of plant-based food.
1: Yes, indeed. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Very exciting.
0: I know. So I think a good place to start is with your journey, which a word I don't love, but I'm trying to find a better one, (laughs) to founding um, Plant Made WA, and I'd like to chat about two aspects of that. First of all, your career and um, how you became a business owner, and secondly, how your diet has changed and evolved to become plant-based. So, let's start with your career. So, I know you've um, lived all over the world in some really interesting places. So, can you tell us a bit about that?
1: I packed my bags at a young 21-year-old and headed abroad, as a lot of Aussies did, and went and lived in London. And during that period... And you worked for an engineering company, I think? Yes. So, I worked worked at London Underground in engineering, and um, and that put me in good stead for kind of returning to Western Australia where I worked in mining for many years. So, you know, I started in admin HR type roles and then it kind of evolved over a 10-year period where I I worked in materials and logistics, I worked in bore fields, I ran the camp, I ran the catering contracts and wow. um, and lots of different equipment I learned to drive and <laughs> water management. So, yeah, it was all very you know, diverse, and part, part of that journey was also uh, working with some of the local communities as well. During the early years, I actually did a certificate. Um, I got my commercial cookery certificate. So on my R&R, instead of returning to Perth, I would return to the kitchen at the mine site and um, got my practical skills up in, in the kitchen. Oh, cool. so, yeah, so that was kind of the early days and then, Later on, I ended up um, working in West Africa, China, and India in mainly materials logistics, setting up um, setting up materials and warehousing for the beginning stages of gold mine construction camps. So you know that was pretty full on. Um, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, so, was it um, where you were? I guess there probably weren't that many facilities. Was it pretty hard going or? Or was
1: it yeah. all right? Oh, yeah, no, well, definitely there was mud huts. There wasn't even <laughs> construction camps and things. So often only white expatriate woman on camp. And oh, um, yeah. um, um, But, look, it was just the best, um, hardest probably work I've ever done, but also it really filled my cup with just a diversification of culture and, um, you know, life experience. So... Uh, yeah look I I just loved it so it was great.
0: Mm. Well that sounds really fascinating and and I'm learning about you as well um, (laughs) because I said in the intro we've known each other since um, year seven so what we're 13 or something so a long time but I didn't really know until recent years about your passion for cooking so this is great so you obviously started that you know back in
1: Perth so Yeah. yeah So, I mean, that went back 20-odd years ago. And then, look, in between some mining jobs, I, I did actually end up travelling around Australia. And in that time, I I ran a safari camp for a couple of years up in the Bungle Bungles. Wow. And, um, and then I used to drive the food delivery trucks out to Mitchell Plateau, which is the most amazing place in the Kimberley and then worked for catering contractors as well down here in Perth as well. So I've got my skills up and just love that casual work and just that buzz of really being in the kitchen. But the mining industry just kept on bringing me back, I guess. So, um, yeah, so that's kind of how it all kind of began.
0: And so in terms of your, I guess, the evolution of your palate and your your food um now you, you live a, a plant-based lifestyle. So tell us about your what you like to eat and how that's changed over the years and why it's changed and how you feel and all those things.
1: Yeah, I mean look I mean I've probably been more of a plant-based eater um, since my early 20s really. Um, but I guess the mindset of it being raised on meat and three veg, in the uh, good old Australian home, um, you know, I always wanted to fit in and please other people and I probably didn't really understand my body or um, the implications of kind of what was going in. Um, and, you know, working in mining, you're you often, there's you know, it's very heavy meat-based foods and all of that kind of thing. And I remember I said, I remember... 20 years ago, I used to take my juicer to my donga, <laughs> and I was always <laughs> taking all the fruit and juicing and trying to get every bit of salad because I couldn't eat the meat and all of that kind of thing. So that evolved um, way back when, really. But I mean, I guess, um, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much 100% plant-based these days, and um, but it, it's taken me quite a long time to probably get there mm. and understand it. So... Um and really from understanding it's been due to my stud my further studies and, yes. and really just being a bit older and going, Yep, yeah, I want to do it and being a bit more um committed, I guess. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think as you say, when you're older you're less concerned about pleasing other people and you if you want to eat plant based you you can just do it. You don't have to, you know, eat what everyone else is eating. <laughs> so
1: right. yeah, yeah. So, and, like,
0: as part of your studies, have you um, learnt, I think you did a raw food course you told me about that sounded really amazing. Where was that?
1: Yeah, so when I um, I was living in, moving around a bit, but I was living in um, Toronto um, 10, 10 years ago now and I lived there with my young kids um, and... During that time, I was living in this very groovy neighbourhood, Beaconsfield Village, uh, very hip and happening. Everyone was like, oh, my God, I can't believe you found this neighbourhood because it's so cool. <laughs> and there was a raw food, everything on every corner and fresh, beautiful coconut whips, smoothies and all of this stuff. And this is going back 10 years ago. And I'm like, wow, what is this stuff? This is like, oh, this is yeah. so good. Um, and I end up meeting um a couple of guys that were had been trained out of New York um, and had done this particular kind of cookery course out of, Cal- well, out of New York called um, Matthew Kenny Plant Lab um, course. And so I ended up working with these guys in Canada and they had a um, vegan home delivery service. So they got really oh. trained up through through the Matthew Kenny School and then they thought, oh, well, we're going to do a home delivery service. So I used to go out to their commercial kitchen and just, I'd, I'd worked, you know, two or three days a week for them. And that um, put me in good stead for, you know, um, getting more information about, you know, different nut sources and bits and pieces and how you can actually build a really great menu from plant-based.
0: Yeah. And,
1: and you don't need meat and it is sustainable and it will fill you up and you'll give you the yeah. protein that you need. Um, so, so meeting those guys, they, they, therefore, when I got back to Australia, I followed up on the courses that they'd done and that's, and then I ended up pursuing that when I got back home and, um, and I studied for the last two or three years, um, on the same courses, so. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So. The the nut
0: is a big feature, isn't it, in the plant-based
1: world there's a lot you yes. can do with nuts <laughs> there's a whole lot you can do with nuts and I think I remember doing doing the course and obviously doing a whole lot of recipe testing and then I got to a bit of a point and I'm like you know what I think I'm going to give the cashew a miss for a while it was like, whew. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a very – that nut and seeds, you know, like maybe a lot of seed pastes as well and things. But, look, I yeah, I'm a bit of an addict when it comes to a good nut these days. So,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you heard it first on Amanda's Wellbeing <laughs>
0: podcast. <laughs> it's one thing to pursue those as an interest, Anna, but then you've um, set up your own business, Plant Made WA. Yeah. So – Why did you do that? What was your sort of motivation for that?
1: Um, Look, I had a family member that um, fell very sick to cancer and um, on my brief visits back to Adelaide, I noticed that all the food drop-offs were pasta. Yeah. White, bolognese, whatever, you know, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, there has to be more to this you know and and for me for me it was just education but i i really i really had in my head that i'd i'd do the same as what i was doing in toronto and hopefully open a kitchen one day and get a home delivery service which is plant based vegan vegan food um and that was that was the initial thought but also having two young children and not a lot of capital <laughs> it was like okay let's just go with and then i don't know what happened i think i was at my CrossFit gym, and I took a bag of my homemade granola in, and they said, "I oh, wish I'd sell this." And I was like, "Okay, let's start there." So, wow, good. Mm. So that's kind of how it. Uh, it's kind of how it began, and then, and look, over the last couple of years or year or so, it's just starting to evolve now. Um, and that's been from help through um, a couple of good friends that have just said, you know what, you just got to start, and you just got to forget about your inner ego, and you kind of got to wing it a little bit, and just have yeah. a little bit of confidence.
0: So you've got your granolas, and what what else do you do? I think you run some cooking classes. Is that
1: part of it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so I'd run cooking classes um, or I'll do some private um, lunches, that kind of thing. I've been doing a bit of catering for um, small events like yoga or CrossFit yeah. types of events and then I, you know, um, share recipes and look, there's a bunch of people that have been asking for the home delivery, so I think that's, that's coming. It might it'll be small, but it will be yeah. um, just to help mums, busy mums really to...
0: Do you know what, that is a brilliant idea. There's a woman um, in Adelaide, um, her name's Natasha, and she does, she cooks home-cooked meals and she doesn't deliver them. You go and pick them up from her house. But it's such a lifesaver on those busy days to know that you can feed your child a home-cooked meal that is healthy
1: um,
0: that she's cooked. So I think there's a huge market for that. Oh.
1: Yes, I mean that's. I mean, I was doing that in Toronto as well. So when I was working in the raw food there, I was doing, um, I was doing home cooked meals for a lot of neighbourhood people, and it was very simple. You know, put your order in on Wednesday, you get your delivery on Friday, and yeah. and we're good. So yeah, so I think that's kind of I'd like to do that. And I mean, really, a lot of my um, business is really about helping people. Yeah. Think mm-hmm. think differently about plant-based foods, really, and and try to incorporate it. If it's not something you want to fully do, that's fine. But if you want to try to encourage yourselves to just switch that head head kind of how you look at things, yeah, um, and approach food a little bit differently. And I, you know, I also believe that it is a, a more sustainable way of living. Yeah, um, it makes you feel just I mean, for me personally, it makes me feel absolutely fantastic.
0: Yeah, I'm just—I'll just tell the listeners how he looks amazing. Oh, Anna, sorry, <laughs> Howie, that's what we used to call—that's her nickname. Um, she looks amazing. You look so healthy and fit. Oh, so, thanks. So it's great. Thanks. So you're—you're you're a good advertisement for your own product. Oh, and you, I think also uh, one of the things is probably knowledge, like people having the skills to create interesting and different um plant-based foods so that's something you offer in your classes isn't it just getting as you said getting people to think a bit differently about what you can do with foods and with yeah. a nut
1: <laughs> and i mean look that that was the thing with matthew kenny he he was he was french uh culinary chef you know so he's so his uh way of teaching is very much that French culinary, so, you know, create your sauces and get some really great, beautiful sauces. And, look, you can make some really good raw sauces without cooking and you can dehydrate and there's all these other tools. And that was the thing, like trying to not sell, but just trying to encourage people to look at plant-based food differently and make it sexy and interesting and bright and colourful and all of those things. So, I mean, look, the feedback from the cooking classes—you know—it's a beautiful social, uh, social events. But yeah, you know, there's great recipes that people can take home and and try and hopefully implement into their daily, you know, life. So that's a that's a win for me. So yeah, yeah.
0: and one of them I noticed that you did was, um, I think it was school lunchbox ideas.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, yep.
0: so, um, so what kind of things did you cook on that one?
1: Um, look, we do. There's, You know, there's the raw raw balls but using different like seed butters, that kind of mm. thing. Um, I do vegan um, cupcakes and using vegetables and things like that and flax eggs and bits and pieces and then, um, you know, different things that kids like. Kids love. I mean, my kids always often have salads for, for lunch but it might be noodle salads or kelp noodle yeah. salads or rice salads or... Something that's going to sustain them, but there's not necessarily a sandwich, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But it's, still, it's still easy. And so I find that I get quite well organized on a Sunday, you know, cooking and getting organized for the week. Yeah. And then yeah. it's just all just boom, 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 you know, putting it into lunch boxes. And part of that course was really getting organised as well and just yeah. seeing seeing your weekly pack plan and not having to make five meals but actually simplifying it and maybe you tone it down for your kids and add a bit more for yourself or, you know, however yeah. you want to do it.
0: Yeah. And things like making those um, raw balls, that's a great thing because you can make a big batch of them and they last for quite a long time. So, yeah, yeah it's all about being organised. Organised. Um, <laughs> isn't it? It is. <laughs> In, in your sort of view, in your opinion, what are some of the benefits of eating a plant-based diet?
1: Certainly um, it's how it makes you feel. That's, you know, first and foremost. It's, you know, and I think the gut health. I, I found that, you know, when I was eating red meat or I'd go out for a digestation with cream and all sorts oh. of heavy things. So now I, can't, I couldn't even face something like that. But, um, you know, that kind of um feeling for me was first and foremost but then you know there's also the high risk foods and then um i mean eating a more plant-based diet will obviously uh, reduce your symptoms in things like heart disease and cancer and alzheimer's apparently in diabetes so inflammation you know, just,
0: It'll reduce yeah. inflammation yeah
1: yeah so i think there's plenty of plenty of benefits and again I think I think just mentally feel if you eat well you feel better you exercise more it's just just this evolving thing so I,
0: I agree a hundred percent and I think for me a big part of that too is is not drinking alcohol <laughs> makes me feel a lot better as well not yeah. that I all the time. No, oh,
1: just, sometimes you, you just gotta have, got your have your mouth. Mouth.
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and do you have any favorite ingredients or dishes? Um
1: look there's so many. Um I I'm actually running to sea vegetables at the moment. I must so have sea veg- sorry.
0: Sea veggies are the go. Well
1: I love a I love a good bit of sea we always have even since being at school, actually, I had a quite an addiction to nori, um, mm. but I think, all um, right, just the, the benefit. I've had, read, had heard a few podcasts recently, and just some of the benefits, and the the skin feels better, and all of that kind of thing as well. Yeah, and it's just something different. To I think I've been using a lot of kelp noodles lately, which I absolutely am addicted yeah. to. Yum over a sober noodle or something. So that's been quite fun, just experimenting more with that. But, I mean, look, you know, there's so many things that you have to have in your in your plant-based kind of fridge or cupboard. But, um, you know, there's always seeds and nuts. There's always fresh herbs, um, yeah. nut milks and different dressings and kimchi, you know, there's, there's yeah. a list, and list of things that I can't live without really. You
0: make own, I think you do. You make your own kimchi.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, and I mean, look, that added to a brown rice bowl or just to lift something or even the kimchi pancake or something like that. The kids don't yeah. mind that. So, um, yeah. And, I mean, also, like, things like nutritional yeast. That was, like, was a real yeah. discovery a few years ago. Or something like that. that's really
0: yummy, that. isn't it? I, I like that. It's got a, um, kind of a nice savoury flavour. I, I don't know how to describe it, but it does yeah. sort of, Boosts a dish, doesn't it? Oh yeah, no, it does. It I, I,
1: yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's kind of life changing. I think. That's <laughs> but <laughs> <Sad for> truth. <laughs> Fair to hear. um, yeah. So I mean, like that one, because uh, I did because of the um, studies I did, because it was all vegan. So the the uh, nutritional yeast was a big part of making a white sauce, kind of yeah. um. Cheesy, and I mean the kids will have that mac and cheese with the nutritional yeast, um, that kind of thing. Anyway, so yeah, but I mean also for me, the spice, the spices, because I've because I've travelled so yes, um, intensively, that. and look, one of my favourite chefs is Christine Manfield, who I just oh, find her amazing. spice journeys are just so fantastic um, that I just. Yeah, I love experimenting with spice and then putting it into plant-based because I didn't always cook this way. So, um, you know, playing around with different tofus or veggies or whatever. So, yeah,
0: it's been great. So you do a lot of – it sounds like you do a lot of experimentation in your kitchen and trying things out.
1: Continuously, like all the time, Yeah.
0: And um, you you talked about being influenced by travel and things. So you recently went to Morocco. So can you tell us a bit about that trip and some of the um, dishes that you that were inspired from that?
1: Yeah. Look, I mean, I've got to say, it wasn't my favourite culinary experience Morocco. Right. Um, but look, the the. Um, the vegetation there, it's a real spin. I was actually in Marrakesh. So, you know, you've got this desert, desert land and then olive groves and citrus trees everywhere. It's, it, yeah.
0: it's just,
1: it is phenomenal. Um, and look, I was very fortunate to stay at some pretty spectacular accommodations where the food was um incredible, but really farm, farm to plate, very rustic, very, you know, three or four different ingredients. Uh, what I love that they do there is they uh, make a cumin salt, so cumin yeah. and salt, and they mix it together. They put it on eggs, they put it on vegetables, um, they put it on probably their fish and meat or whatever you know. So that was quite nice, um, but the simplicity. Like we ate a lot of, um, I ate a lot of eggplant and you know tomato type dishes. Yeah, um, the vegetable tagine. Uh, you could have that anytime you wanted. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of um but that was quite heavy in figs and fruit, and I was like, oh god, it was, it was quite rich. So yes, that's true. Um, but look, it was yeah, look, it was fantastic for sure. Mm. The other
0: thing apart from food that you talk about is the mind body spirit connection and you yeah. talk about, um, you know, daily practice through mind, body and spirit and how all the pillars of well being are interrelated. What do you think are, um, what are some of your habits that keep you well, not just in terms of what you eat, but some of your other practices, like what do you do to keep yourself mentally fit and feeling good?
1: All right. That's a great question because I love this question. Um, I love Life and I love being outside and and in it. Um, I think I'm a little bit town and a little bit country, but I live in the city. (laughs) So my surroundings are pretty amazing in Fremantle here. So I've got the river and I've got the ocean on my doorstep. Right. Um, So having that, and it's 39 degrees, whatever, today. So having (laughs) having that, um, there's often, I do try to have a swim, most days, if I can, in the ocean. Yeah. Um, I, I practice, I go to the gym probably five or six days a week. And that definitely keeps my mind, it's just my one hour I have for myself, really, which I absolutely cherish. Um, I practice yoga probably once a week. Probably I need to do more, and I, know I need to do more. And I know when I go, I go, oh my God, I need to do oh, more. That's
0: wonderful. <laughs> yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something for me to set a little bit more of this this year and maybe you know cut back the gym and do more yoga. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the evenings i I do a lot of self-guided um, meditation. I have, wonderful. Yes, mm. look, I'm not very good on my own with it, but I find that some of the self-guided stuff is just it's a great time just to be a little bit more present within yourself. so, um that's a big part and i think also i just get outside a lot
0: yeah yeah Um,
1: you know anything i do with the kids you know the school holidays we just had 10 days camping even i've got a really nice deck i can sit outside and often i'll you know after dinner i'll go and sit and have a cup of tea and
0: yeah lovely
1: sit outside so that
0: It fills my soul quite a lot as well. Mm. I think I agree. I think being out in nature is one of the best things you can do for your mental health, absolutely, for sure. And I'll just mention that Anna took her kids camping and she did, you know, all these amazing things, like she taught them how to fish, she knows how to pitch a tent, she can drive a four-wheel drive through the desert. This woman can do anything.
1: (laughs) I know, it's yeah it's great. Actually, what I did find when I went camping was there was three other, because I was on my own with my kids, and there were three other mums all camping on their own. Really? Yeah, their That's husbands it. would come and go, but they were down there at Cape Legrand all in oh, this bush oh. camp. And uh, I thought, wow, there's a lot of women having to manage all these things on their own in daily yeah. life while, you know, life's so busy. So, and for us, for getting away I mean, I do it my school holidays because, um, look, it just has to happen. Yeah, <laughs> it's, great, yeah. it's great for all I'm in. exactly, that space for you yeah. and your family.
0: And um, yeah. I think you're a great role model for your kids, you know, showing them that women can do everything. You don't need a man to pitch a tent.
1: <laughs> no, you don't.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Anna, my final question that I like to ask all my guests is if you could recommend two things that people could do to improve their well-being, what would they be? Well,
1: I've got to say eating well because that adds to what we were just saying before, that, that adds to um, so many other things. that makes yeah. you feel good about yourself and maybe exercise more, that kind of thing. And I've got to say being kind, being, just being yeah. a round good person and, and um, being compassionate.
0: Yeah, oh, that's gorgeous. Yes. And I'll just mention too that Anna has the most beautiful Instagram feed. Your pictures are just beautiful. I love all the the way you present all your food. It just looks so delicious and so healthy. So can you let people know the best way to connect
1: with you or follow you? Yeah, sure. Um, Through Instagram, I'm um, WA. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also got, that's, that goes through to the Facebook page as well, which is PlantMadeWA, all one word. And then I've got a website, which is www.plantmadewa.com.au. Cool. And you can contact me through there.
0: And I'll put links to all of that in the show notes.
1: Beautiful. So thanks,
0: Anna. It's been great chatting to you. Thank, Thank you so for having me. me. I hope you enjoyed my chat with Anna today and I do apologize that the audio quality wasn't um, ideal. I need to dial that in a bit better when I'm speaking to someone who is interstate or overseas. I'll work on it. So you can subscribe to my podcast Amanda's Wellbeing Podcast on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button and while you're there click on the bell to be alerted when new episodes are available. You can also subscribe on your favorite podcast app, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify, or Google Podcasts, and you can follow the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Direct links to all social media can be found on the subscribe page of my website at www.amandaswellbeingpodcast.com. If you would like to contact me, you can send me a message via the contacts page on my website, please feel free to suggest topics you'd like to learn more about and people you'd like to hear interviewed, and I will do my best to deliver that to you. Producing the podcast is a labour of love. We put in a lot of time, money and effort behind the scenes. So if you enjoy Amanda's Wellbeing Podcast and would like to make a contribution via Patreon, PayPal or by Amazon to help ensure we continue to provide you with excellent content, please visit the Contribute page on my website. Finally, please take a minute to leave a ratings on iTunes. It improves visibility, it will help people find the podcast and it will help me source excellent guests. Thank you for tuning in. Eat well, move well, think well.